We are in convo with John Derringer. Derringer in the mornings on Legendary Q107 and the Daily Derringer podcast. JD, what's going on, my man? Hey, Norman, just looking forward to Thursday night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Your feeling is our feeling, for yeah. sure. So how do you feel about what's coming up? You know what? It's funny. So I, I had to uh, I, kind of take the last couple of years, not so much the Washington series, but the last year's Boston series. We have three daughters and they're kind of eh, sort of into hockey, not a ton. The oldest one is. And I had to have a little family meeting this weekend and say, kids, you know how your father gets during the playoffs. Yep. There's 82 games during the regular season and and we can have a little chat during a game. We can, you know, if, if, if I need to be taken away from the TV, no problem. But you know that Dr. Jekyll is about to become Mr. Hyde. And, you know, okay, so <laughs> and, 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 and I'll throw this question at you because I, I was thinking about this on the drive to work this morning. I, I actually had to ask myself, do I really, truly enjoy playoff games involving the Leafs? And I don't know the answer. It's easier to watch, John, teams that you are not emotionally invested in than watching and lamenting and with bated breath anticipating terrible things with the team that you grew up loving and idolizing and feeling so frightened for. It's it's unbelievable. But but you know what, though? We waited so long over this last little while for an opportunity to get back into that misery. And we're about to get back into it. And then who knows? Maybe the misery will result in total elation. We're in conversation with John Derringer, the legend from Q107. You remember the good times and then all those bad times, those Leafs teams of the 80s. And then just how terrible the Leafs were in the early 2010. It was just, it just seemed like it went on forever. Now we're in these times, and it's funny. For some fans, it's still not good enough. Do you think we should be complaining about anything? Well, I, I, I guess, you know, I guess if, if, if our biggest complaint or one of the biggest complaints this year was the quality of our backup goaltending, well, then needless to say, some progress has been mm-hmm. made. Uh, you know, I, I guess I would probably be – I would probably default – to the same thing that that I don't know if a majority, certainly a plurality of fans does, and that's that's the defense. Yeah. You know, um, just as a whole. I mean, just watching you watch Morgan Riley on any night and go, man, would you have to be exceptional to be a better defenseman in the NHL than this guy? Especially with the puck, and we know that there's another aspect to to defenseman, which is is defending. Uh, but day in, day out, no, you're you're right. We, we've been through so much grief. I guess we really. I mean, it would be kind of like going through 10 or 12 really horrible relationships and realizing that you've got you've got a poor poor taste in the opposite sex and then you find somebody who is pretty close to perfect for you yeah. and, and you start pointing out their fault i think we're at that point right now you know our demographic on the leafs combo does skew younger so a lot of our listeners haven't gotten to the 10th and 12th uh, relationship yet John, so let's not scare the crap out of them just yet. I know we have a a lot of um, really intense and insane moments yet to come over the next couple of weeks. Did you catch Bob Cole's last call, that Leafs-Habs game? Oh, sure did. We know he's not the Bob Cole of 1993, Mm -hmm. right? We we all get that, and and that would would defy everything about 
life in one's 80s if he if he was the same Bob Cole. I honestly did not want that game to end on Saturday night. I just wanted to hear him go on and on and on. And and you know, one one of the things beyond the game itself is it brought brought back so many of those calls. You you can see them on YouTube if you want, but there was something about everybody sharing in the you know, some of the calls from the 70s. There's certainly the calls. Yeah. You notice there weren't many from the 80s with the league. <laughs> Builder Lego to Dan Dawu. Oh, yeah. Off the <laughs> there was the Oilers with the, there's a new yeah. bunch. Uh, that that was a great one. And then and then the, the 93. Um, I, I can't imagine that with the way the world is today with the, you know, the fractured kind of nature of mm-hmm. the way we, we consume sports that there will ever be an, another Bob Cole. Uh, the guy was the best. We can argue uh, how great Bob Cole was or is on social media. And you're, you're not going to come up with a, uh, a consensus. There are Habs fans, John, who, look at Danny Gallivan as, you know, the icon of broadcasting because he was the guy for Montreal Canadiens um, broadcasts. And of course, calling all of those championships and, and they'll look at a Bob Cole and say, well, he was f- partial or favorable to, to the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's hard to go to Twitter and think, well, you know, everybody's going to be all, you know, all melancholy in this moment because there are a lot of people that just don't believe um, you know, he, they don't believe in him the same way we do. And, and also they look at his, the, you know, his elderly nature and will say, well, he's past his prime. The testament, though, uh, for just how respected this guy is, never mind what we have to say, look at the, the players in the games that he is calling beforehand, wanting to see him and, and get an autograph or get a picture with him. And then all the testimonials before Hockey Night in Canada, that tells the real story about Mr. Bob Cole. Yeah, and and it was it. You're right. It was a great uh, testament to the respect that he has within his, you know, within his chosen craft. No, no doubt about it. Uh, you know, there, there, I thought the story about Connor McDavid. You know, being Connor McDavid sounded as 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 if he was excited to meet Bob Cole as he had been to meet anybody mm-hmm. in his professional career. And uh, you know, the, and that's that's one of the things you know, and and you and I. Um, uh, discovered each other on Twitter as as so many Leaf fans and followers have, and you know there there's something. Uh, I first of all, I, I think there's there's a, this really really awesome Leafs community on Twitter, mm-hmm. and I I kind of go out of my way not to follow the uh, you know the the real Dre's the really irritating find a fault in everything <laughs> kind of Leaf fan. So, but, and there's this, just this terrific community of people who, you know, I mean, look, I mean, none of us, I, I think, see the world or the, the organization through really rose colored glasses. But I think, you know, it's, it's, it's a bunch of people probably mm-hmm. in the thousands who, who, who want the team to do well, yeah. understand it's, it's, it's still a work in progress, mm-hmm. but the, but there, but one of the great things about that is that it age doesn't matter. Some are older than than you some are younger yep. than you some you know I, I i i think you know understand that a 25 or maybe even a 30 year old leaf fan doesn't have that same history of heartbreak that, that somebody who's 65 and and i don't have memories of the last stanley cup but there are people who do and i i think that's got to be a an even bigger dagger through the heart remembering that i can't wait for that next moment john and 
it, does it come this spring? Who knows? I I look at it like the the Leafs haven't the Leafs haven't played to the level that I thought they should have. But who am I? And you know the thing is, it's it's a matter of getting into the playoffs and giving yourself a chance. John, I mean, we've seen playoff heroics uh, unfold literally every single year, and some of the things you expect don't come to fruition. Things you'd never in your wildest dreams imagine all of a sudden are right there at the fore, and they sometimes become the story. What's the sense from your listeners on Q107? Do you find that there's there's a, a hype generated right now, or do you think, is there a little trepidation, or is there a little bit of nervousness knowing that it's Mount Boston that the, the Leafs are going to have to scale? And maybe uh, once they start doing that, and if we sense that they're going to reach the peak and overcome it, then we might start getting a little bit more excited. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, I think that's a part of it. I, as a matter of fact, I, I would kind of say because last year, 2013, was becoming something of a you know a memory, not so distant, but but a memory nevertheless. Last year is still fresh for all of us, mm-hmm. and that there, Boston is is Goliath. And uh, we are little David. And I think that's the position the team has put itself in. Uh, but I also think that if the Leafs are to go deep, I think it would be uh, almost incumbent upon them to, to, to do it by going through Boston, whether it be the way that it has been this year and last year in the first round or in the second round. But that's kind of a classic sports tale. You've got to get that monkey off your back. Mm-hmm. Washington had to do it with Pittsburgh. As soon as they beat Pittsburgh, you go, okay, this team's you know, really a legitimate uh, team to, to win the next two rounds, which they ended up doing. Mike in Buffalo wants to say hi. And Mike in Buffalo, it's like six degrees of separation. You and I are doing this. Uh, you and Mike follow each other on social media. You're at Q107. The man, the myth, the magic is a voice that I'll always uh, associate with Q107, the one and only Andy Frost. Come on, bro. Wow. I'm, getting, I'm getting goosebumps talking about that guy right now. Leafs talk after the games. You've got Leonard Skinner playing. He's going through the scores. Mike and Buffalo, the last guy to do the, uh, you know, throw in his two cents at the end of the night. Andy Frost, man, that's a voice that I'll always associate with the Maple Leafs. And I don't care. Who's calling the games? I'm always going to think of that even when they go forward and maybe win a Stanley Cup here. Yeah, Leafs talk was kind of Twitter before there was Twitter, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, I called Mike Ajello the dark guy before dark guy, and he almost hung up on me. We almost <laughs> lost the podcast over that one. <laughs> well, you know what? A- Andy is one of my best friends, has been for well over 30 years now. Um, you know, the, and I miss Andy being part of the Leafs organization, whether it be at the games, on the radio. He was such a great ambassador for, for Q107. But I will say, you know, the, the, we've been very closely following uh, his son Morgan's career. Now Sue, the Sioux is into the second round. They're playing Saginaw in the OHL playoffs. Mm-hmm. He was top three in OHL scoring this year. He's going to be a legitimate NHL player. But most importantly, uh, he's a kid who has been raised right. Yeah. Uh, and he is going to be a very, very solid hockey player. And and I know that as Andy, you know, transitioned out of that part of his hockey life, he will have a very, very rich experience with such a great young man as Morgan in the Philadelphia Flyers organization. So well put. John Derringer, what an honor for me to be able to speak with you. I'm a a product of radio. I'm a student of 
Canadian Toronto radio and uh, my friend. I I'm a huge fan. Thank you very much for spending time with us. It is truly my pleasure. Thank you, Norman. Great talking to you. And uh, Thursday night. <laughs> <laughs> go Leafs, go hang in there, my friend. Who knows the best maybe yet to come. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.